You know, when COVID first struck, there were all kinds of posts. The church is going outside the walls. The church is going outside the building. The church is going outside the building. I said that like five times, but that's okay because the church actually is supposed to go beyond the walls. Now on to the intro. Carly Rockin in the School of Life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about something. I hope you guys had a great week. I hope everybody's doing really well. Um, We can't do this without you guys listening, so I just can't thank everybody enough that actually listens to 100% Richard. You guys are fantastic and awesome. So let's get to some, some business. If you're watching me on YouTube right now, make sure to hit the like button, the subscribe button, and ring the bell so that you know when my videos pop up. And... Of course, if you're listening on audio, so we got, um, you can listen on uh, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and pretty much anywhere a podcast is available, I am there. <laughs> you know, it's funny, as I, as, I, as I do this, I know it's 2020 was a couple years ago now, but you know, when COVID actually hit... And they were shutting everything down and all that kind of stuff. And, and, I know, and I know we're going back and forth between that still today, masks and vaccines and whether or not we're this thing and that thing. And, uh, you know, I saw a bunch of posts online, Facebook, Instagram, all those things. The church has left the building. The church has left the building. <laughs> the church is now leaving its walls. You know, all kinds of things like that. And what I thought was funny about that, I actually posted some of those because it, it was true. They shut down the churches, and so therefore, guess what? Um, we had to find a different way um, to quote unquote do church. So, what happened in the long run was a bunch of churches figured out how to go online, and a bunch of churches disappeared off the face of the earth. And I'm going to give you a couple of reasons as to why that happened. That's not what I'm going to talk about today, but a lot of people went like, "Well, I don't go to church anymore, so I don't have to tithe. I got to hold on to my money." I have to do this. Well, the church doesn't exist without your tithe. (laughs) So if you wanted someplace to go back to, you probably should have tithed to that ministry. (laughs) And the other reason is that um, churches weren't ready for that type of thing. So they didn't have an online presence or they didn't have something like that already in existence. So financially, they weren't prepared for that situation to go online. And some churches scrambled, got online, and and did things immediately. And I think that's those are the churches that survived and the churches that were given to survived and the churches that had a lot of people that were willing to function beyond the walls of the church kept the church going. So uh, one, thank you. You know, um, your pastors needed to know that you were behind them. And now let's continue to grow the church accordingly. The church is more than a building anyway. Um, It's a people. The church is a people. People that belong to a kingdom. And when we're actively reaching other people for the kingdom, that's when we actually grow the church. That's when um, we grow as a people. We, We grow as a church and we grow as the kingdom. So basically, it's good to have buildings because we have to have a place to go. 
and it's good to be outside the building and outside the walls also because the kingdom of God is the church. If I can begin to see the church beyond its walls and not just a place to go on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, we will actually begin to realize the massiveness of God's church. And that's because church equals kingdom. If the kingdom grows, the church grows. Now, I I know I've brought this up several times. You know, uh, go back and listen to the toolbox. Um, go back and listen to in and out. I know that those are both also very much on the same same thing. I probably even use same verses, but this is what's on my heart. This is what's on my brain right now. Acts chapter two verses forty through forty seven. This is this is the the first church. So the apostles plus extras um, were told to go into the upper room where the Holy Spirit would show up and give them power, which is in Acts one eight. So this is Acts two forty through forty seven. And uh, this is after the Holy Spirit's appeared, and now they are now outside the upper room. This is, this is, I think, a key thing, is they did not stay in the upper room and just gather with themselves. The 120, the 120 people that were in the upper room didn't just sit there and go, look, we got the Holy Ghost, let's lay hands on everybody and fall down. And they didn't do that. I don't know why I had to have that weird accent. I have no idea. <laughs> but that's not what happened. What happened was the Holy Spirit showed up, and they were compelled to tell other people. They were compelled to go beyond the walls. So here's Acts 2, verse 40. Um, Acts, 2, uh, Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 40. And with many other words, he, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. So this is right after Peter um, basically preaches for the first time in the public in the public walls. People were filled with the whole, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, tongues of fire, all that kind of stuff. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. So when we see signs and wonders today in the church, that's what's supposed to happen. <laughs> now, all who believed were together and had all things in common. So everybody was in one accord and in one mind and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So they were giving to the church. That's one of the reasons why the church continues to grow. We have to give to the church. So continuing, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So I'm gonna, um, I want to take a look really closely at what's happening here. Peter preaches a message outside in the public square. That's the first thing. Where? Outside in the public square. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. So people have to receive gladly on their own. You can't force a salvation. You cannot force, but you have to give instruction. You have to give an opportunity because the spirit of God is working inside people while you are communicating with them. And then you have to say, I mean, it, sometimes they'll pop out and go, hey, I want what you got. Okay, let's do this. And then you can you can walk them or have them say something that is Romans 10, 9, and 10. You know, they believe in their heart and confess with their mouth. So that's actually what happened was they were like, the, the Bible actually says they were cut to the heart and they said, what do we need to get that? 
And then Peter said, you have to say this. Um, then those who gladly received his word were baptized in the, um, that day, and 3,000 souls were added. 3,000 people received Jesus because of the Holy Spirit falling that day. The church began to grow. So this is what's actually happening. The church began to grow, and it grew out of the apostles, the 12 or the 11 and the 120 that were waiting in the upper room. The people that were in the upper room when the Holy Spirit arrived on the scene. At, the, at this juncture, God's kingdom is in its first stages of its growth spurt. 3,000 were added to them. And I want you to see that it was those who gladly received the word. It was not forced. Nothing was pushed. They did not they did not force people, you must get saved today. Now I have a I do have a small issue, I'll just be honest here. Um I love you know evangelism going out and, and I love groups of people that go out to the beach. You know, I use the beach as as an example because that's where you see a lot of it. Or going out into the streets and they hold a sign or you know, you do you. That is awesome. I'm glad that you are able to do that. But if you can't plug somebody back in to a place to go, those people aren't going to grow. So if they receive Jesus on the side of the road and you don't give them an opportunity to go somewhere, so the building is important because the people need to be disciples. The Bible actually says to go out and make disciples. Uh, I want to look at verse 46. Um, And they continued daily in the temple and from house to house. So I think that's a key word is in the temple and out from house to house. This tells me that they would gather together as a church in the temple. They would have their church family. Their community would be there. They would be getting themselves prepared to go out and to break bread with the community outside beyond the walls. They go into the house. They get prepared. They go out of the house and tell others about the gospel, about the kingdom. And in order for the new people to get prepared, they have to return to the house because now we have a structure. So what's what's happened here is, we, is is they created a structure. And now we've taken that and said, no, we just go to the church. We, and that's all we have to do. And if we go to church, we'll, we'll go to heaven. Well, no, that's not true. Just showing up to church doesn't make you a Christian. It's getting kind of like sitting in the garage doesn't make you a car. <laughs> there, the, and so this is how growth happens. If, if we have the mindset that the kingdom is first, and we're thinking about growing the kingdom, what happens inside the building will grow also. The Lord added to the church daily. You can't add to the church daily if you're only adding on Sunday. I'm going to say that again. You can't add to the church daily if you're only trying to add people on Sunday. The kingdom dynamic is this. We gather in the church to be built up by the word of God, then we are dispersed to grow the kingdom of to grow the kingdom of God through our voice and actions throughout each day that we are away from the building. When you have spoken to somebody or have brought attention to the Jesus that lives in you and people want to know what you have, you can walk them through the salvation um, process and then you bring them to the building to be discipled. <laughs> Now, a lot of times, we, we, we might hear this. Well, give them a touch card. They'll come to church. We'll get them saved on Sunday. Well, why can't you get them saved on Wednesday and then make sure that they go on Sunday? Get a phone number. Hey, man, I'm going to church. I will, I will meet you at the front door. And, and if you're serving that day, 
tell your tell the person that you serve with, hey, I got to meet this guy at the front door. You know, I promised him I would. He got saved on Wednesday, and I want to make sure he's here. I'll get him seated and taken care of. You have to uh, disciple that person. You have to bring them in. You have to create space for them um, while you're out doing these things. You are the church. You are the church. And everybody that comes to know Jesus is the church because Jesus is the heart of the church. And if I love Jesus, I want to go beyond the walls and let people know the good news of Jesus. So if I really, really, really love Jesus, shouldn't I tell people about him? I, I, I know I've got a couple of messages on that or a couple of um, podcasts on that too. So go check those out. And Jesus tells us specifically, he says, go out into all the world and preach the gospel to all creatures. That Now, you may hear the terminology, the Great Commission. I think it's actually titled in some Bibles as the Great Commission. So Mark 16, 15 through 18 says this. And he said to them, here it is. This is Jesus speaking. If you have a red letter edition Bible, look it up. It's in the red. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Remember I talked about signs and wonders? In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. This is what Jesus tells us to do as his disciples, which means it is up to us to tell other people to continue to grow the kingdom in this fashion. Go out. Once once you've received Jesus, it is time to go out and tell other people about Jesus. When we're out doing what Jesus said, we're going beyond the walls. I love I love the place and the thing that God has set before me. I, I, I have this opportunity to be before you either on YouTube or on a podcast station or whatever they're called, platform. And I get that opportunity to do that. And it, because one, maybe I just had an ambition to do something. I wanted to speak the word in a different way or maybe, you know, whatever whatever my reasoning was when I started this and what it's become is the reality of the Great Commission. I, I have had the opportunity, thanks to God, um, I believe that God has helped spread this worldwide and uh, via audio, and which means people are listening around the world and they have an opportunity to hear the gospel. And I think that is so awesome that that is going beyond the walls of the church. This is this is a function or a way to do that every single day, or at least in my case, every single week. <laughs> so here's this is one of my favorite verses in all the world. First uh, John chapter four verse twelve. Um, it says right right at the beginning of the verse it says, "No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love has been perfected in us. By this we know." We abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent the son as savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love of God, the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. And I think verse 14 tell, says it all. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior 
of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God confesses. You got to say it. You got to say it. And, and Romans 10, 9 and 10 says you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth you shall be saved. It is the love that God has given us that we receive, and when we're loving each other in a fashion that represents God, then others will know that he exists. Because, you know, you look around outside, you can see God's creation. You can see his love. Everywhere you go, you can see the wind blow uh, via the trees. If the trees weren't there, you would never know there was wind unless you were feeling it because you can't see it, you know, but you can recognize God in things and just imagine if you were that person that people recognized God in. What an awesome thought. It is the love that God has given us and that we receive. And when we're loving each other in a fashion that represents God, then others will know that he exists. Then when they believe, confess with the mouth and believe in the heart, that they will then they will see God too. The veil is lifted and they enter into the kingdom. Then as the church or group of believers take that person and disciple them and watch them grow and see them grow beyond the walls. We have an opportunity to see growth happen because we're taking an opportunity to speak to people, show people God's love, and then take them to the place where they can be discipled and learn and learn to love God also and then learn to take that out to the people. I love my church because we have seen so many people um, get changed, see, get saved. Things have happened. We, we've seen growth in people. And we will continue to see these things happen because we love God and are willing to go beyond the walls to build the kingdom. It is because of who we are that people see God today, and that is the church. We must never forget that we are to go out first and be the church. Have a mindset that goes beyond Sunday morning church and into a daily walk that everywhere I go and every moment of the day, church is happening because of Jesus in me. And I love Jesus. So therefore, I go beyond the walls. Right on, right on.